Father, we thank you that you are our God, the Father, the Creator. God, you are a supernatural God that does supernatural miracles. God, supernatural miracles and signs and wonders are natural to you. And this day, you are inviting your sons and daughters to come. Come up. Come up. Come to the realm of the supernatural. Come. Come and live here. Come and experience and live and encounter the kingdom of God. So today, Lord, we say yes. We want to we break through from physical realm to the supernatural realm. Take us. Help us, Holy Spirit, we ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So I want to I wanna show something. Let's see. All the uh, first row, if you could help me out. Can you kind of gather in the front right here? Kind of make a crowd over here. Come on. As if like, like, like face different ways. Come on. Come, whoever can. Yeah. And, you got to kind of like block the whole area. So come together, right? Maybe Luguji, uh, Grace, and Hannah, you two, come help. Come on. Like, like, we need more people. Come on. Isaiah, right right here. You got to block right here. Francis and Jacob, right here. Okay. I want to I wanna illustrate something. That's why, okay? Now, imagine, I'm too short, right? Imagine this, you guys. This side is a physical realm. This is where you and I live. And you know, in each realm, there's rules, right? And there's laws that govern that realm. Here, if I punch you, it's painful, right? If I hurt you, you know what? You get hurt, right? Here, if you get sick, you feel the pain. Here, right, if you want to go from point A to point B, you got to get up out of your butt and you got to walk to the other side. Here, you got to work. You understand? If you're hungry, you got to get up, you got to work, you got to go to the grocery store. There's a realm, physical realm that we all live. Here, if I fall off, which I have done many times, and broke my ankle, which I have done before, or try to copy Kevin Carrington and go on a bike, ask my husband to buy me a $500 bike for my birthday, take it out the first try, I roll down the hill and break my hand and never ride that bike again. In this realm, if you fall and you break your bone, it hurts, and you got to wait for it to heal for months. And you know what? Here, you get sick, it doesn't mean you're bad. It's just part of life. You get a ticket, you got to pay for it, right? There's a rule that rules over this physical realm. I know you feel awkward and uncomfortable. Bear with me. Now, this other side is also real. It's a spiritual realm. They coexist at the same time. But spiritual realm is above the physical realm. If you learn to live here, sometimes, sometimes, without going to the grocery store, food may fall from sky. Sometimes you could take a nap by the brook. 
And then the birds bring you meat to eat. Here, when you live here, you haven't had a job and you have no money. You're about to lose your family. And the prophet comes and says, bring all the empty jars. Let's pour the little bit of oil that you have left. Just pour it. And that few drops fills the whole. It's like, bring as many. It fills the Here, it's supernatural realm. Can you say supernatural? supernatural? So here, it's the kingdom of God. It's where God reigns. To our God, guess what? Supernatural is natural. So it's not a miracle to him. It's just natural. Being supernatural is natural. And as sons and daughters of God, guess what? We are able to live in this realm only, only, only if you want it, if you expect it. You hear me? But, but it's not like all of a sudden you're here and then you're there. You got to do the work to get there. And I hear the Spirit of God speaking to you and I, we're you. I feel like God is on the other side saying, come on, come up, come. I'm ready for you, come. But you know what you and I have to do? We got to press into the supernatural realm. It's not, sometimes I, these, there's too many. The, between this realm, there's too much. There's some thinking patterns that keeps me from going in. Right? If I, I want to believe for healing, but it doesn't make sense. I prayed a few times, and they didn't get healed. So that thinking pattern keeps me from pressing in to the supernatural realm. But I hear the Spirit saying, come, press in. Everybody say, press in. Yes. Press in. You know what that means? Then you got to do a little bit of work. What kind of work? Work of faith. Faith is believing. Believing. And so you know what? God, I haven't seen any healing yet. God, I'm in pain, and they're still in pain. But I choose to believe that you are able and that you are willing. So you know what I do? By faith in Christ Jesus, I press. I don't stop here and say, God, you're calling me to go to the other side, but there's no way. I don't know how to get there. There's too many obstacles. Fine. See, you, I knew he never called me. And then we come back. We fight each other. We get hurt by each other. And then it's like that destiny inside of us, like they're calling you. But every time you try to go, God, if it's your will, make a way. If you really want me to live on the other side, make a way. Why are you calling me and not making a way? And we just, wilderness goes just round and round. I believe in Jesus. Why have you forsaken me? God loves me so much. He never answers my prayer. We just go wander and we just live here. But just because we live here doesn't mean he doesn't love us. It doesn't mean you have no faith. You hear me? It's just a realm that you chose to live in. But in this season, God is saying, will you press in? And as I come, by faith, and I see, I see no way. You know what I have to do? I have to press in, press through, <laughs> press through, and make it to the other side. Amen. Sit down, sit down. You may be seated. You hear me? Pressing in. God is calling you and I to press in. And God is speaking. God spoke this to me through 
this long chapter we just read. So if you look at Acts 4, right? I mean, from the beginning, right? Jesus dies. He resurrects. He appears to his disciples for 40 days. Remember that? We talked about this a month ago, right? And, and, and he teaches them. And he's like, he breathes on them. Receive the Holy Spirit. You know, I actually uh, taught this at Sons and Daughters last Sunday, and it didn't record. And I gave like a biblical teaching of how we, it's God's uh, 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 created, right, intent for you and I to host the presence and the breath of God from the beginning, right? In Genesis chapter 2, you know what God did? He breathed the breath of life to Adam and Eve. And even throughout the Old Testament, right, even Joel 2.20, that he says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, sons and daughters. And then Jesus in John 20, he's like, he breathed on them. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then he says, go back to Jerusalem and wait for the gift of the Father so that you would get filled, baptized by the Holy Spirit. So disciples obey. They go to Jerusalem. They're scared. They pray. Holy Spirit comes. They get filled with the Holy Spirit. They become bold. They preach. 3,000 people, right, become Christians. And now if you, end of chapter 4, they're so excited, right? They love Jesus. God is real. And so they start to sell things, right, and just bring it to the feet of the apostles. It's like, oh, oh we see our brother Jason is so poor. He could barely eat. You know what? I have an extra house that I could sell. I want to, I want, communal, they're sharing, right? 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 And as they share, like, and people are like, oh, and then they get inspired and they're doing it. But then if you look at chapter 5, Ananias, right? And Sapphira, they're like, ooh, that's, we should do that. After they sold it, they got the money. They're like, oh, that's a lot of money. Let's just give a portion. And let's say we gave it all. The thing is this. Peter was saying, it was yours. You didn't have to give. Nobody would have condemned you. Nobody would have judged you. But you chose to sell it. And even after you sold it, it was yours. And you know what Peter said to Ananias? Why would you lie to the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering. Sometimes when, I, when we look at this, it's like, oh, Ananias and Sapphira, oh, they need to look, oh, right? But how many times do we lie yep. to the Holy Spirit? Mercy. In the name of struggling, processing. I'm not sure yet, but you know what? In your heart, you know. But you're choosing, you're choosing not to put a period on that struggle, even though you know what God is calling you to do. I'm cute. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you said the same thing? Oh, my gosh, I'm cute today, guys. <laughs> the key is this. Integrity. Honesty. Character. If you want to live in this realm, you cannot... Launchalantly lie and, and sell your integrity. Remember I told you a few months ago or last year or no, two years ago, I don't remember, a year and a half ago, uh, we were moving 
right? And I had to go get boxes. And then when I went to Target and box, and, and I came out with these boxes, and I was like, wait, that's it? And then I looked, oh, they only charged me one for like three other boxes I bought. Ooh, something's like, oh, God, bless me. But then something inside of me is like, you're going to sell your integrity for $9.99? I'm like, okay, I got to go back in there. Often, often we make our integrity cheap. And we think it's just my character. It's not just your character. You're actually lying to the Holy Spirit. And then die. You lie to the Holy Spirit and they die. And you know, I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna help you look at it a little bit differently, guys. It seems kind of harsh. Yeah. I mean, our children lie to us all the time. We could open up Acts chapter 5. You want to die? <laughs> but you know what opened my eyes was this. Even their death belonged in this realm. It was supernatural. They weren't sick. They weren't old. They didn't have high blood pressure. They didn't have heart disease. They were a young couple. The fact that they died was supernatural. It's, if they just belonged there, they wouldn't have died. And their death brought fear upon the people of God. But that fear led to miracles. Just keep on reading that chapter 5, right? Many miracles. Even, even Peter's shadow. People brought sick people. <laughs> Shut up! Right? <laughs> if I could just get my baby, my broken arm, to the shadow! Did the shadow of Peter really have miracle working power? No, it's the faith in people because they were here with sickness, don't know how. They, they're pressing in through faith, believing, man. Our thing, platform is so long, right? It takes longer to press through. It was their faith that God honored. And because they had faith that even Peter's shadow could heal them, that they got healed. And then what happens? Instead of like, wow, God is real. You are true disciples of God of God, right? Instead of that, what do the leaders do? They arrest them. They arrest them. They drag them back, right, to this physical realm. And they are in jail, locked up. But when you have faith and you live in that realm, even when situationally you are brought down here, God sends even angels from that realm to this realm. And without opening the jail door, God brings them out. Supernatural miracle. He doesn't move the heart of the jailer to go, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, go over there, let me love. No, it was supernatural. Death of Ananias and his wife was supernatural. 
God sending angels to set them out from jail was supernatural. God working healings and miracles was supernatural. Everybody say supernatural. Supernatural. And now they're looking for them, and they go, and they're not there. But they're in the middle of the town preaching the gospel powerfully. And then they tried to bring them back here. We told you never to preach in the name of Jesus. And Peter said, who am I going to obey, men or God? This boldness came over, and even that boldness was supernatural. Everybody say supernatural. Supernatural. Even though they lived in the supernatural realm, they got beaten. They said, ugh, right? They beat them. I mean, imagine if that were to happen to us. We'd be like, God, why have you forsaken me? I obeyed you. I obeyed you. But why would, let, why would you let this happen? Why would you let me get sick? Why would you let me lose my job? Why would you, why would you, why would you, why would you, God? And we point our fingers at God. Forget it, God, often. But when you belong to the supernatural realm, even the floggings, the scripture said, that they rejoiced. They rejoiced. God, what an honor that we got to be flogged in your name. Even persecutions and tribulation is considered joy if you are able to live in this realm. Often, we're so used to, come on, can we be real? You and I are so used to living in this realm. And even when we see miracle, we're like, oh, that's good. And instead of allowing those miracles to take us to the other side, we're just, oh, but, you know, I'm depressed, I'm discouraged, and, you know, I'm just in the corner. Nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. I don't belong. And we allow the lies of the enemy. You know what's crazy is this, okay? If you, as sons and daughters of supernatural God, choose to remain and only remain in this realm, it's not just the physical realm. The demonic realm starts to come and whispers lies that keeps you further away from the supernatural realm. I remember I told this story so many times, and if you heard it five times, ten times, I'm sorry, but it just fits so well with the sermon. I told you, a few years, 2007, we were in Mozambique, Africa, and we were so excited because for the first time, we weren't just working with the orphans, but we were working with young girls in the streets of Maputo. And these girls were sold by their own families as a sacrifice. Like they sell one child and the rest of the family could eat. So these children were sold by their own family and they're selling their bodies in the streets of Maputo. 
And so for God to open that door for us, we were so excited. We were going to paint and refurb the center, and, and we were going to teach. Remember I used to be, remember I used to make earrings and necklaces, right? We were going to teach them how to make jewelry so that to te- give them a skill to make a living without selling their bodies. So we were so excited. First day in the morning, we wake up, we do our morning devotions, and we're excited. And, and the missionary lived in, like, I don't know, the third or fourth floor and concrete, like, stairs. And, like, we were taking down, like, the uh, buckets and painting supplies. They were, like, you know, this, like, this impatient Korean blood in me. I, I'm not, we weren't even late. But I was like, come on, let's go, right? right? Grace, you understand, right? Us, right? Clerics, right? Let's go. Take everything down. Come on, let's be effective, right? And so, like, this little me got a four buckets with, like, painting brushes and paints in there. And I'm running down the concrete stairs, and I trip, and I fall. That is about, I don't know, like, really tall, right? I fall. I don't roll, I just fall off. And I land on my left leg so bad that bottom of my left foot, I swear, touched my calf. It snapped. And and I could not breathe. I was like, oh, oh. I thought I was going to die. Right? And the missionary heard, she ran, and she, like, she scared me more. She's like, <gasps> right? like, it's broken. It's broken. Right? And she's freaking out. She's like calling all her, all her, um, our team members. And they were just like praying. Right? They were praying over me. And in that moment, like my foot was going boom. It was, I was in so much pain. Like I broke my bone right here from biking and falling. That was nothing. I mean, it was painful, but I still biked eight more miles, Kevin, after it was broken. Because Karina went without me, and I had to catch up. (laughs) She was too fast. That broken arm, a broken bone, and I rode, I was like, ow, ow, ow. So at the end, we had to trade bicycles because mine was broken, right? And I rode the broken bicycle for eight more miles, right? Ow. But that was nothing compared to my ankle. In that moment, in that moment, I'm thinking, I made everybody get international insurance. Me, the woman of faith, I'm the only one who chose to not get the insurance. And I'm thinking, and this is the first day of mission trip. I'm going to have to deal with this broken ankle. And in that moment, in that moment, I heard. It's almost like audible voice. But it wasn't like real audible, but like it was so real. I heard the voice of God saying, will you believe? I was here with a broken ankle in a lot of pain, overwhelmed, not knowing what to do. And I heard the voice of our living God from this supernatural realm. Sonny, will you believe? Will you come? Will you press through, through your faith and come? Will you believe? And when I heard, will you believe, I knew I had a choice. 
I knew. See, on my way to Mozambique, Africa, I read I Believe in Miracles by Catherine Coleman, right? So I'm like, my brain is filled with these miracles, right? And I knew in that moment on that floor that I had a choice. I could believe. If I could believe, I could walk down the stairs. But if I couldn't, I would have to deal with a broken ankle for two weeks before I could do anything about it. And in that moment, in that moment, I said, God, I choose to believe. I believe. And I stopped our team. Stop praying, guys. Stop praying. They're like, huh? God healed me. They're like, oh, really? And they looked at it, and it was still elephant <laughs> size. It was blue, black, purple, red. And they're like, oh, obviously, it's not healed, Pastor. <laughs> it's like, God healed me. Let's go. And they're so confused. And so they grab the buckets, and I limp down. God healed me. He healed me. Thank you, Jesus. I believe. I believe. I believe. We go all the way. First time going to the center. And when we get out, 10th floor. No elevator. It's Africa. (laughs) So I limp up. And I'm the first one because, you know, I... For some reason, even when I go hiking, I, I like to be in the front, right? It's a choleric in me. I limp up with the one last, and I'm like pretty proud of myself. God, like, I believe. I didn't go to the hospital, and I'm walking, right? With one last step, I heard that same voice. Sonny, why won't you believe? I got mad. I said, God, how dare you? Do you know how much faith and boldness it took me to walk down and walk up here? I'm here because I believed. I'm here. That's why I'm not on my way to the hospital. I believe God. And I heard him say, then why don't you walk normal? It's like, punch me up. <laughs> and then it, and I'm, I don't know, like, what my team thought because this whole time I was having conversation with God, I just stood there silently talking to God. They're all just standing there behind me. (laughs) And my answer was, because I'm afraid. I'm afraid that if I put my whole weight, it would be painful. Come on, God, give me a break. Let me limp. God, come on. Come on, God. Like, come on. And God's like, will you believe? He's calling me from the other side. So I stepped aside. You go paint. You go. I released them. And I asked one person, you, please follow me. We went to the missionary's office. And I asked her, just pray behind me. Just follow me. I started to pray in the spirit. And when I prayed in the spirit, I was able to walk normal. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. For some reason, I, I don't know how to explain it, like, scientifically. Or I don't know. And so I'm walking, and I'm able to walk on this side supernaturally, praying in tongues, praying in the spirit, normal. And then I said, okay, let's try this without praying. Stop praying. Okay, God, I believe. I'm limping. If I didn't pray in the spirit, I couldn't get 
get myself to walk normal. And I spent more than one hour in that office just praying in the spirit and then limping, like going back and forth from that realm in the spirit to this realm limping. So confusing, right? Sam, same person, same place, but I'm going back and forth. And then, yes, God, I believe. <laughs> Until it took about more than an hour for me to be able to walk normal. And I walked normal. That one hour, you know what that was? Pressing in. Pressing in. God is calling you and I in this season. Press in. Press in. I know you're used to living in this realm. And it's okay. There's no condemnation. It's okay. But God is saying, but will you believe? Will you press in to that realm? So you see, if you look at Acts chapter 5, it's not like everything was great because they lived here. It wasn't great. They got arrested. They got flogged. Some people died. Things were not perfect. Life happened. People get sick. People get hungry. People get hurt. People die. Even in this realm, life happens. But when you remain in this realm, the supernatural God can be natural in our lives and work supernatural miracles in our midst. God is calling you and I in this season. Will you press in? Will you believe? I want you to look at your neighbor and say, will you believe? Come on. Look at your other neighbor and say, will you press in? Will you press in? But it takes intentionality. If you look at even Old Testament, many people lived in this realm, and a lot of people lived in that realm. You hear me? Even Elisha, he woke up one morning, and his servant came in freaking out. Oh, my gosh, Elisha, we're in trouble. Why? What's wrong? When I woke up and I looked outside, there were thousands of soldiers surrounding us just to arrest us. What are we going to do? Right? The servant saw everything in the physical realm and freaked out. We're going to get arrested by our enemies. They're going to probably kill us. Ah! Freak out. But Elisha, Elisha knew. That in the spirit, it's more than what our physical eyes see. And Elisha prays for his servant. And when he prays for his servants, he looks out. Not only does he see thousands of soldiers, enemies, but behind them, more angelic hosts, angels surrounding their enemies. Fear disappeared. Supernatural boldness. You know what God is asking you and I? Is this. We're very, very, even me. Can I be real with you? Even me. Sometimes it's not natural for me to go there when situations happen. 
but it takes intentionality. I can't help what I see with my physical eyes. And what I see with my physical eyes, sometimes I can't help but feel discouraged. I can't help but be, be distracted. And in this realm, you know what we're supposed to do? God, open my eyes. It takes intentionality of through prayer. God, open my eyes to see what you see. And when God opens your eyes, even tribulations, even bad situations that happen, you know, you know, you know without a doubt that God can work good out of those negative. Remember I told you a few weeks ago when I preached about the lenses of favor. It takes intentionality. If you see through the lenses of demons, even when good things happen, you interpret it, or something's going to go bad, bad, right? You add negative things to it. When you wear flesh, right, you can't see what God can do because of what you did not see in the past. Right? You interpret your present situation or your future with the lenses of your flesh. That what happened in the past defines what can happen in the future. But with the lenses of favor, with the lenses of the Holy Spirit, if you are able to press through from one realm to the other, you are able to see what God sees. Yeah. Then you are not moved. Yeah. You are not moved by things falling apart because you know at the end, God is going to work miracles and bring glory to Jesus Christ. Pressing in. Will you press in? Will you press in? You know, I wanted to actually not just preach the word to you, but I want to activate you today. Can we do that? So I want you to stand up. I want you to visualize yourself in this realm, physical realm, and you're comfortable. You're comfortable. But God is calling you to the realm of the supernatural. First, you have to say yes. First, you have to say yes. Second, you have to be willing. You have to be willing to press through. You know, yesterday we had School of Leadership, and in there I taught a little session on prophetic intercession based on Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. Everybody say, I no longer live. I, no longer live. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Everybody say, Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in this body, in this flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Everybody say, faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm going to ask you the same questions I asked them. Can Christ be ever be depressed? Can Christ be ever be discouraged? Can Christ be ever be hopeless? No. Helpless? No. Isolated? No. Forsaken? No. Abandoned? No. Raise your hand if you ever 
if you have ever felt those things. We're being real, guys. Put it up again. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. You know who lives in your body right now? Christ. But what do you do with the reality of this physical realm? What do you do? You can't ignore it. You can't put it under the rug. Then you're going to need a lot of therapy, a lot of money. you got to face the facts. What do you do with depressions and discouragements and all these things that you actually feel? But I'm not supposed to be living. How do you deal with that? The way you're going to deal with it is by through faith, faith in your ability Faith in somebody coming and helping you? Faith in situations changing? Faith in who? Faith in the Son of God. Through that faith in Son of God, you can press in, press through. You know how you do it? Through acknowledging, believing that you no longer live. But you know how you deal with that? When you feel discouraged. You ask, okay, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me, but I feel discouraged. You know what you say? This is a prophetic words of knowledge. God, you want to use my life to set somebody free. You want to use my life to release breakthrough Mm -hmm. upon my community, my family. Mm -hmm. So you know what you do? You expose the lie of the enemy. Mm -hmm. If you feel forsaken, Say, God, I expose the lie of the enemy that I am forsaken. God, I expose the lie of the enemy that I'm a failure. God, I expose the lie of the enemy that no one is for me. God, I expose the lie of the enemy that I'm helpless, hopeless. I expose the lie, and I reject that lie, and I renounce the power of that lie over my life, over my family, over my community, over living hope, over my brothers and sisters. I break it off. You know what you're doing? You're dealing with the physical realm, and you're acknowledging the spiritual realm, and you're breaking it off of our people. And often people ask me, but come on, P.S., sometimes can it be just my struggle? Does it always have to be a prophetic sign for the community? I mean, come on. Like, it's my husband that got me upset. It's like, it's real. It's not like fake stuff. Like, these things actually happen. Like, can it be just my struggle? Yeah. Yeah. According to your faith. If that's what you believe, yeah. Then are you condemned and you have no faith? No. But if you could believe that this is a prophetic sign and you're calling me to stand in the gap, then you know what? According to your faith. According to your faith. I remember, I mean, now, like, I still live in the physical realm. So, like, you know, now at age 47, when I jump up and down and run, I do feel pain in my knee. And it is part of aging. I do have arthritis. But a few years ago, I didn't, I was still young. I was in the 30s, right? And I'm worshiping. And I hear pain, I feel pain in my knee. 
And I had a choice. Will you believe? God, is this a prophetic word of knowledge and you want to release healing? Or is this part of you aging? According to my faith. And I chose to press in and through to believe that you want to heal joints, God. I don't know if you guys, you were there, but that Sunday, first service, across the street, I said, God is going to heal left knee or something like that. Seven people came, and they all received healing. Second service, I got more bold, Kevin. I said, and I told them, God healed left knees. But you know what? Shoot, according to your faith, let's believe for any joints. (laughs) Knees, hip, elbow, if you're in any joint pain, come. And guess what? Seven other people received healing. And then we used to live stream back then. And we got emails from New York and different places in the United States saying, I was in a car accident seven years ago, and as I was watching your service, God healed me. God healed me, pressing in. So, so this is what I want you to do. For next 20, 30 seconds, think about what you have experienced this past one week. Any lies of the enemy you struggled with? Any situations that you dealt with that was painful in your family, in your situations? Think about the, any thinking pattern. Think about that. It's real. It's real. It's real. But you're going to use that as a vehicle by adding your faith in Christ Jesus. And you're going to use that to press through. You're going to press through God. I want you to reject and renounce the power of those lies, not only off of you, but off of our community, off of your family members. You hear me? And as you reject and renounce that, you press through. And as you press through, come to the other side, and I want you to declare healing. I want you to declare deliverance. I want you to declare freedom. Can we do this? Yes. All right. So if we could have some worship people come, and I want to I do that. I want to activate you guys because you got to live this out. You can't just hear the sermon and just wait, sit and wait. You'll always be here. you got to do this now. Okay? So I want you to, come on, come on, I want you to pray. I want you to open your mouth. And I want you to acknowledge and expose the lies of the enemy that you have dealt with this week. Maybe you felt, I don't know, discouraged. Just say, God, I reject, I expose the lie of the enemy. God, I reject and renounce the power of this lie from my mind, from my family, from my community, in Jesus' name. And I declare the joy of the Lord. God, I release the joy of the Lord in my family, in my mind, in my community. Come on. Come on, pray. I want you to pray. Do this before you leave today. Come on. Come on, press in. Press in. Press through. Press in. Press through through by faith in Christ Jesus. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. Come on. By faith. You're going to live by faith in Christ Jesus. It is Christ who lives in you. Christ that has been resurrected from the dead. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ is in you. Everything that is necessary for you to press in and press through to the supernatural realm. It's in you. It's in you. Come on. Let's cross. Let's press through. Let's go to the other side. God, open our eyes. Open our eyes, God. Open our spiritual eyes, Lord.
Lord, to see what you see, God. Oh, God, open our eyes, Lord. God, teach us how to press through. Teach us how to press in, God. Not to accept, God, the lies of the enemy, Lord. Not to rely on, God, the situations, Lord. But, God, to see with your eyes, Lord. To see my life. To see my family. To see my situation. To see my community with the eyes, spiritual eyes.